This is 251 Now with Kelly Finley, the go-to place for what's happening in our local community. Presented by AIDS Alabama South and the Mobile County Health Department. The businesses you need to know about, local artists to support, restaurants to visit, community leaders making a difference, local topics you and your friends are talking about now. Good Sunday morning and welcome to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. I'm Kelly Finley. Very excited to talk to you and especially if you have an athlete in the house, you'll really want to tune into this one. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves and tell you uh, which organization they're with and then we get right to the conversation at hand. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you. Thank you for having me. You bet. Tell everybody who you are. So my name is Jimmy Slaughterbeck and I'm an orthopedic surgeon. Mm -hmm. I'm chairman of orthopedics at uh, USA. My practice is sports medicine and help take care of the Jags and a bunch of the high schools in town. And you are always accessible, and that's really the root of what we wanted to talk about is these new clinics that are that you're offering on Saturdays. Because of course, as a as a fellow parent, you know if it can happen, it's going to happen after five p.m. and it's going to happen on the weekends. Absolutely. And so you're making sure to help um, those in fall sports, not just football, but um, fall sports uh, and, and athletes associated with that. Correct. Volleyball players and soccer uh, have lots of injuries too, and. You know, kids are trying to make decisions on wanting to get back to play the next week, Mm -hmm. and they hate waiting to Monday or Tuesday to get an appointment. And if they come see us on Saturday, we can see them, splint them, get an MRI, x-rays, or we can get at at the spot, and Mm -hmm. we can make decisions about uh, can you return to play. We have a lot of concussed kids that come in, and we can get them on the healing process. Things have changed with how we manage concussions, and we can get a few days ahead of the the game Mm -hmm. if we get started on Saturday rather than waiting. Who do you think is more relieved, the, the player, the parent, or the coaches? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> I think the player is definitely the most relieved because they're the one that's centrally that's, that's taking all the pressure on themselves. But there are a lot of very engaged parents and over-engaged coaches, and sometimes uh, they are also very stressed. Yeah, you know, you think about, you know, people People will say, well, this worked for me 20 years ago, so it must, it's going to work for you. No, I didn't go to med school or anything, but I'm going to try this on this child who's in, in pain, and that's not the best <laughs> route. Not always the best. A great example is concussions. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, we used to, over just a few years ago, we put kids at rest. They just went in home and was very quiet and rested for you know, several days. And, and we're finding now that that rest is extremely important. But light aerobic activity, like walking, to challenge their brain a little bit and get them moving again, actually gets people back a little bit quicker. And so walking, but the key is no videos, no TV, no phone. That's really what makes it drag on longer and longer. And so you got to... Education we can start on Saturday about how to get back quicker is an advantage of coming to see us on Saturdays. Is this something that you are making sure that the that the um, teenage athlete knows, the young, the adolescent athlete knows, but also something that our our um, you know our, our young adults in college can learn from, and even our pro our professional players as well. Correct, absolutely. It's 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 the high school and college kids probably benefit the most, certainly from this clinic in, in South Alabama where we are. Because a lot of the uh, the injuries that they're receiving, like the concussions, are more prevalent in their age group and have more significantly negative outcomes. Mm. So, where did you, or how did this this idea come to fruition? I mean, it seems very obvious now that it's up and running. But <laughs> <laughs> how did this? How did how did you come about with this idea? Well, we started it in Texas. I was uh, the team physician at Texas Tech University. Uh, there was a real need to outreach to a lot of the poor communities and people that didn't have trainers. So we set up a program to have athletic trainers go out in the community, and then those trainers would bring the kids in on Saturday morning 
because they wanted to get them ready to get back to play football Mm -hmm. in Texas and Alabama are big. You know, (laughs) that SEC business is a business. It is. Wow. So it makes a lot of sense. I mean, from your training, and I know we were speaking before we came on air, um, you've been doing this for a little bit of time. I have. (laughs) How many years have you been practicing? That's a great question. I'd say we're pushing 30 now. And he looks great, let me just tell you. Ah. For sure, for sure. No, that's good because, I mean, you're, I would think you're in a very stressful environment because you want people who want answers now because they want to get their athlete back to going because they're trying to get a scholarship. I mean, everybody's got this, this rigid routine that they're trying to maintain. If there's a short timeline in the uh-huh. athletes, it's really hard to, to get an appointment. Two weeks, they miss two games or two seats. You know, it's really challenging. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I really love about providing care. The other thing we started also is we have learned from when my kids got sick, they called a pediatric office who had no appointments, but if they were sick with a fever, they had appointments that day. So Dr. Clay and myself, who are two sports doctors, and Dr. Rippey also have urgent appointments the same way you do in pediatrics. Mm -hmm. We would call in, we'll see you that day. I'm I'm going to be very truthful with you, Doc, because it is Sunday, and I'm going to tell you this. There have been times when my kids didn't have a fever, but I said, you have a fever, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we can get seen. That's right. Be- because it seems very important, and I've been spot on on the money, but <laughs> I just want to put that out there. <laughs> That's okay. They don't need a fever to see us. <laughs> okay. And, and you mentioned your partners, and so if I'm looking at the Saturday Clinic, um, walk me through, I know it's at the Strata Center. Mm-hmm. Some people are not familiar with the Strata Center. Where are you located? Right next to Children's and Women's okay. in Midtown. Okay. And so hours and what can they expect when they get there? So we're open from uh, 9 to 11. Okay. Uh, and people walk in at around 11. We stay late. We stay till 12 this last weekend. Um, what you can expect, some of the nice things are we have three sports medicine trained surgeons, uh, two surgeons and one primary care doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I trained at UCLA and did uh, my fellowship there for two years. Brad Clay is a James, An- uh, James Andrews uh, fellow. So you don't have to go to, to Pensacola or up to Birmingham to see one of their fellows. We have one right here. He's well-trained and he's excellent. And then myself, but you get to come see a fellowship-trained uh, physician and a provider. And then uh, you can come in, be seen, get an x-ray if you have a fracture or a sprained ankle or something that needs an x-ray. And no appointment necessary. No appointment necessary. What are you seeing thus far? I know we're still we're still uh, maybe midway point from a football standpoint, but I know we've got volleyball players too. Mm-hmm. We've got soccer players too. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing as common um, reasons as to why families are bringing their kids in? Or, or- So a lot of them are limping after the game. So kids said... Uh, deny that they've been hurt. They don't want to be hurt. They wake up in the morning and then they really are limping. And then usually mom and dad say, come on, you need to come in. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the biggest thing is they're limping or hurting uh, more in the morning than they were that night. Uh, What we're seeing a lot of concussions, uh, knee ligament injuries, ACL injury, for example, and uh, shoulder dislocations are kind of the big ones that we're seeing. In in which sport? Uh, Football has been our biggest uh, sport so far. We've had uh, some soccer. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you know, we talk about, you know, it's always important for my for my um, listeners who are, who are tuning in to understand the background of my guests, because, I mean, I think we're very, um, uh, gosh, we're tired. I think we're tired of trying to do our own research. And when you know that there's a true doctor, one who does have a medical degree, one who is trained to do this, you've got a billion questions. So let's help them understand your background um, as, I mean, I can say you're a fellow Midwesterner, so I love that already. Yes. <laughs> Tell them where you're from and, and give us it real quick, if you could, um, you know, the, the journey of your career. 
Sure. Um, well, I was born in Ohio and then moved to Phoenix, Arizona. I lived in Scottsdale. I went to Arizona State University, and there I played football uh, and played under Frank Cush and Pac-10 at that time. It was a lot of fun. What position? I was an inside linebacker. Okay. I was 235. <laughs> I was a lot bigger, 5% body fat, you know, very different guy than I am today. Oh, I still, aren't we all? I know. <laughs> I weigh less and have more body fat, unfortunately. <laughs> Guilty over here, too. <laughs> so, uh-huh. and then I went from there to University of Arizona. So that was a tough time going, it's a big, big rivalry. Right. Uh, so I went to the University of Arizona, only went to one football game because the girl was really cute and made me go, and I enjoyed uh, being in the stands for that one. But, mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, that's where I got my degree. I went to University of New Mexico, five years of residency, and then I chose to do a two-year sports medicine fellowship at UCLA. Mm-hmm. One year was predominantly uh, um, basic science and, and doing uh, academics. Second year, I took care of the Bruins. I took care of the volleyball team, beach volleyball team. And oh, they won the wow. national championship that year. With They're phenomenal athletes. They are phenomenal athletes. Oh, my goodness. They are so amazing. When, mean, you, when you work with that caliber of athlete, I mean, does it really make you up your game, too? Absolutely. You have to stay on, you have to stay on top of the game and, and really, really watch your results. You have to really mm-hmm. work a very precision uh, outcome. You want to have good, good outcomes. That's right. That's right. Okay, so from beach volleyball, then where? Um, then I went to Texas Tech University. Mm-hmm. And I was there approximately 10 years. Set up their sports medicine program and the high school outreach program, uh, and then I got some NIH funding, and uh, I was to do uh, research uh, through the Orthopedic Research Education Foundation. Mm-hmm. And with that, I went to Norway and spent six months uh, with the Olympic teams in Norway and did research with them. And I left there and came to the University of Vermont for twenty years, and that's where I set up their sports program. And then uh, Dr. Merrimont called me and asked me to come take a look, and I'm building a program here, and it's so exciting. Yes, indeed. Your career has been so exciting. With the Olympics, um, what year was that? That was 2004. Okay, and so you presented to them. Um, what was what was your uh, purpose in, in, in your chat with those Olympians and those who are – you know, engaged in what they're doing from a sport standpoint. Yeah, they had a, they had a uh, kind of an Olympic committee and an Olympic meeting, and at that meeting, several of us were invited to come give talks. And mine was on ACL injury prevention, and it's something that at the University of Vermont is a lot of research in the United States has been driven by the stuff that Bruce Bainan and I had performed. And uh, we went over there to to give our little presentation. Please tell everyone what you told me about the importance of knowing. Uh, I guess, the history of your parents. <laughs> yes. So unfortunately, the sin of our parents falls on us too. It, does, it is a bummer. But <laughs> the, the number one factor that's related to ACL injury is if you have a parent who tore their ACL. And that really puts you in the highest risk group. If you look for just one factor, there are groups of factors that come out even higher. So in females, if you are a female athlete, you have kind of loose knees and you have a higher BMI, those three things are the biggest factor for placing a woman at risk. But of all people, if you just ask, did your parents tear your ACL, you're extremely highly likely to. So if you know that about your parents, okay, because right now someone's like, oh my goodness, my parents, if you know that, what can you do to prevent yourself from going down that same path? Well, I think there are two ways of answering that question. The first one is, There are a number of high school kids that may not be super fantastic athletes, 
and they're just out having fun with their friends, you might direct them to a sport that has less risk. Okay. Uh, track, uh, basketball, I'm sorry, not basketball, basketball is a high risk sport, <laughs> uh, to, to baseball or to softball, to cross country, and then keep their risk down low. Mm-hmm. And then the other is if you are going to play a more at risk sport, you may want to be careful with how many times you're playing that sport. So if you want to play basketball, you may not want to be on the basketball team, the AAU team, and the summer league team every time you play you're increasing your risk. So a lot of it is exposure to that sport that have high risk and a choice. The other thing is we train kids now to not tear their ACLs. There's a great program by, made by FIFA. It's called FIFA 11 Plus. came out of uh, Europe. And if you do that particular program, which is a warm-up program, it takes about 15 minutes to do. You can decrease your ACL injury risk by up to 80%. Wow. And it's a bounding, strengthening, running program that does is done pre-practice wow fifa 11 plus plus fifa 11 gives you a game a, a video game <laughs> <laughs> right. fifa 11 plus put the plus, plus on it yes. oh my goodness okay we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back more with uh dr jimmy slaughterbeck and talk more about um you know from usa orthopedic growth and also uh, more ways of when it comes to prevention and how this clinic is really helping our athletes be bigger, better, stronger by taking better care of themselves because it's all about health, right? And let's just talk about the importance of therapy if you're going to have to have surgery. (laughs) Take my word for it. Don't just do that, but also stay tuned because Doc will have more information after this quick break. Welcome back to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. I am just enjoying myself, asking uh, questions and getting great responses. If you're just tuning in, welcome to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. Uh, Dr. Jimmy Slaughterbeck is sharing more about this clinic that you're offering on Saturdays uh, you know, for our athletes and how you're really arming them with um, important information. What's the name of the Saturdays as well? It's a sports injury clinic. Okay. And so the goal is to, you, you know, if there... If an injury does happen on a Friday or a Saturday, you have someone there. I would think that filling in that gap, not having you know two or three days in between, makes a world of difference. It makes a tremendous difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts to start treating kids that have swelling in their knees, uh, to or swelling in their ankles, and it gets a little bit of treatment going, and we alert the trainer. Mm-hmm. So they already know on Saturday what's going on with their athletes on Monday, so they could actually initiate treatment on Monday also rather than waiting for a physician to see the patient. And and you've got a wealth of knowledge there waiting to help them if they should need to um, find you. Um, from a Baldwin County standpoint and from a Westmobile standpoint, what do you want uh, families listening to know when it this- comes to your clinic? Oh, we want them to know that it's first come, first serve. Okay. Just come right on in to see us. There's, uh, there's, no, uh, there's no delay. We see everybody. It's mm-hmm. one of the nice things about uh, athletes at USA and all of our patients. We really see every athlete with any kind of insurance and even those without. We're happy to provide our care. And that's really good because I think sometimes, um, you know, you don't know the background of your athletes, but maybe there's some situations going on at home where they think that they can't maybe afford to come. And so they'll just kind of suck it up and, and just make it make do. And you don't want that type of mentality, letting them know that there are resources there for them. Absolutely. We want to see everybody, and it's one thing that we can actually do at USA, which is fantastic. Do you think that the fact that you played football back in the day has helped you as a physician? I think it really has. I think it's defined uh, kind of who I am as a person. I remember three words, desire, dedication, discipline. They were the three Ds that were in our locker room. And 
you know, I've, even in my personal statements and uh, curriculum vitae, different places, I've wrote those words because I think those are very important. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, playing football, being a chemistry major, having to make choices about what I was going to do in order to become a physician actually really carved and paved kind of who I am. So, Did you always know that you wanted to do this? I was about two and I fell down and broke my arm. And I remember I wanted to be a bone setter. And I was going to set bones well into high school when I figured out that bone setters were actually doctors. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then I kind of changed pathways. I, I came to the light of being a, being, that's what I wanted to do. And uh-huh. then, but the only thing that I changed my mind, I was almost, I went to the seminary. I was interested in being a priest. And I took some time off from med school and uh, I looked at, uh, at the Dominican order mm-hmm. and ended up uh, choosing to, to stay the course with uh-huh. medicine. But uh-huh. it, was, it was a very good time in my life. But you know, I mean, I mean, you know, many people turn to their faith for healing yes. and for answers, and you're doing that in a different way. Yes, <laughs> you know, providing the healing and answers to it the is. body. It is, and it, you know, it has even opened times that, you know, there are patients that want you to pray with them and yes. be with them, and that has been something that I never hesitate to do. Certainly, don't advertise doing that to people, but you can tell that there are some that would that that feel a need and bring that aspect of healing and care into right. into their recovery. It makes a huge difference, I think. And I know that, you know, it's not uh, supposedly PC, you know, to some people. I mean, but those of us who put our faith first, it's like you, you yeah. crave that. You want to know that that those who are taking care of you are aligned with yeah. your thinking. Correct. Makes a difference. I know when my daughter, when she tore her, um, she tore her ACL, MCL, LCL, oh, wow. and meniscus, and the referee, I just love how God works, the referee said, because I had a hat, I love wearing hats, <laughs> and so I had a hat on, and I, my head was down, and he said, Mom, can I pray for, you know, your daughter? Oh. And I looked up, and it was my friend, and oh. yeah, Dennis, he's head of FCA, wow. and him praying for her, you know, it meant the world to me. That's it fantastic. Really, yeah, yeah. And the fact that you that you allow that, yeah. you know, it, that's a beautiful thing. I think it's an important part of healing. And we all, you know, everybody has a different way of being healed and allowing that to happen through them sometimes just as the surgeon and then just taking time. And, you know, I like to sit down with my patient uh, rather than stand and offer what we can to give them the information to get better. Good stuff. So when you do your surgery, what surgeries, um, what do you find that you're doing more of during this time of year? Uh, knee ligament surgeries. ACL reconstructions mm-hmm. are generally, because football and soccer are two of our higher sports, uh, higher sports risk of tearing their ACLs. There's a, there's a lot of shoulder surgery, but there's just not the same number of kids playing. You look at on a football team, you may have 30 to 40 athletes out there mm-hmm. in a high school team, and then maybe 30 JV team kids. Volleyball, you might have 20 kids on the team. Mm-hmm. So the numbers are different. Um, so that's what we see mostly is knees and that, some shoulders. That high impact, I mean, just jumping and coming and back down. I used to always think in football that the injury was a contact injury to mm-hmm. the knee. And it actually is not. The really? most common injury, it's a pivot, cut, cut and plant. Now, the contact is a little debatable. You might get bumped on your shoulder, and then you land awkwardly. It's mm-hmm. that awkward landing mm-hmm. that causes the ACL tear, not that you got dove into your knee and the shoulder pad impacted the knee and the ACL was torn. That's really interesting because yeah. it's so easy to guesstimate, you know, sitting in the stands or, again, you know, social media allows people to think they're doctors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they come up with their own. Dr. Know. Google is amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Or, you know, and I love the fact, um, because, I mean, as a journalist, I love reading and, and, and learning the knowledge. You know, WebMD is there, I would think, mm-hmm. as, a, as a guide. It's a great not, guide. Not, 
not to be the one to diagnose, because um, you can read into anything and think, well, that's me. Right. <laughs> but you need to see a doctor. Speaking of which, are, are you taking new patients? I am okay. taking new patients. Brad Clay is taking new patients, okay. and we will always fit an athlete in at, at any at any point in time. Give them the best way to reach you. And again, I want to repeat, um, you know, where you're located, so those who may be just tuning in, they'll know. The best way to reach us is calling uh, the the number at the Strata Healthcare Center. We can provide that later for them, and mm-hmm. um, that's the best way to reach us by phone. And Crystal is our uh, MA. She's fantastic, and all the trainers have her number. And a lot of times, we just have trainers can call us, and uh, they have access to us. We have a bat phone, they call it, and she carries it. And, and that number, uh, she can get somebody in that day or the next day. I love it. Do you find any similarities, because you work with the Jags, you work with high school players, um, do you find any similarities between the, the, the college level and then the you know the younger adults or younger uh, athletes? Yeah, I'm going to change the question just a little bit. I, I noticed in college mm-hmm. that what when I did my fellowship mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed college sports. Sports, and I really enjoyed the high school sports. What's different about them is that they are highly motivated to get better. They, um, they're going to school, and they're at a different point in their lives. A professional athletes, it's their job. They're having fun. They're, uh, you know, they're doing their thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's different motivations. Gotcha. And so when I look at the high school and the college kids, I find them in the same bucket, that they are just really extremely motivated to get back to play for, for kind of, I don't know, real genuine reasons. I love that because that's really what, to me, sports is about as well. I, I played so many sports, but I knew I wasn't going to the next level. Let me just go ahead and clarify that. <laughs> but I played hard, you know, and I, and I meant well. And so, you know, when you have those resources and know that if something does happen, you've got a great team to turn to, it's, it's a game changer for real. It is great, a great game changer. <laughs> you mentioned, and I wrote it down, FIFA 11 Plus. Yes. I mean, it's been in the works for how long? About 10 years or so. And explain again, if you would, please, what what sure. what its what's, its mission is. So it, its mission is to keep people playing their sport and to keep them from getting injured. Mm-hmm. FIFA recognized that there's way too many ACL tears that were occurring in soccer, and with that, the, uh, the uh, several researchers came together and developed this program. And it's really based on three things. Uh, the first is a dynamic warm up program. Static stretching is bad, uh, decreases performance. You don't want to do Static stretching before you go out and play, you actually decrease your performance. Mm-hmm. This dynamic stretching increases your performance, warms you up, gets you sweating. The middle third is uh, core exercises, planking and doing things to really keep your body more stable. And the last is kind of a sprinting. It's all done on a shoot. With, it's inexpensive. All you need is something to mark a distance. That's it. That's it. And you need a coach or a person that's watching the athletes to say, get your knees up higher land a little bit better mm-hmm. and and is is providing them feedback i think the next time you come back because i know you will be because i'm already saying that but uh, i'm already <laughs> interested Put me on the schedule. okay it's about the importance of nutrition and yes. how these children i mean they're taking all these supplements yes. and 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 is it making them grow so quickly that their body's not keeping up with what they're trying to do you know it's it's concerning it's concerning it is concerning there's a lot of bad information on supplements. And mm-hmm. I think something that I always like to tell the athletes is there's no federal standards for any of the supplements, even the vitamins. There's just not any quality control until it hurts someone and then it gets investigated. Yep. Read so that fine print at the very bottom. Extremely careful. Got to read that. And so you got to be careful with what, what you're taking. And I always tell the biggest supplement that you can take as an athlete is water. If you get dehydrated just a little bit, your performance drops dramatically. 
So just keeping kids drinking water during a game will increase their performance and decrease their cramping. Like plain old water. Plain old water. Now this fancy stuff. So the fancy stuff needs to be used with kids that are training more than an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. They should have some sugar into the into the water and uh-huh. a little bit of salt, but about half the dilution of Gatorade. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit too sugary. Thank you for joining me. You're very welcome. Thank I, you for having me. And that clinic, one more time, give us the hours on Saturday. It's 9 to 11 on Saturdays. All right. So there you have it, uh, located at the Strata Patient Care Center at 1601 Center Street, right here in Mobile for, if you have questions, 251-656-8258. That is Dr. Jimmy Slaughterbeck joining us from USA. And, um, you know, if you have this information and it helps you share it with the next person because you may need him and his team on Saturdays. Hopefully not, but if you do, they're there. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of 251 Now with Kelly Finley. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week. Tune in every Sunday for 251 Now with Kelly Finley, presented by AIDS Alabama South and the Mobile County Health Department. 7.30 to 8 a.m. right here on The Sound of Mobile.